Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Hello, and welcome to this uh, brief edition of V Radio. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the upcoming things that I've got going on and explain a few situations that are going on with V Radio. Um, so let's start, first of all, with the good news. Uh, the good news is is uh, I have a couple of good shows lined up already and a presentation that I am doing. Um, let me go ahead and start with one of the good shows. I have just confirmed, although we do not have the solid date yet, as he wants me to call him back around the 28th to get it set up, uh, that I will be having Jefferson W. Tester, Ph.D. Um, he's a professor of chemical engineering, laboratory for energy and environment, Department of Chemical Engineering for MIT. He's an MIT professor. Um, he received his Ph.D. from MIT in 1971, did a post-doctoral uh, research at the Los Alamos National Laboratory. Tester served as a director of MIT's Energy Laboratory for 12 years and was director of MIT's School of Chemical Engineering practice program for 10 years. Uh, his research focuses on energy and environmental issues. Specific topics include kinetics and phase equilibria in hydrothermal and, and supercritical water molecular thermodynamics in water hydrocarbon salt systems, chemical synthesis in supercritical solvents, advanced rock drilling methods, and fuel upgrading and biomass conversion. He has co-authored more than 180 scientific papers and nine books, including major textbooks on graduate-level thermodynamics and sustainable energy, and has received five awards for outstanding teaching. Tester is a member of the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, American Chemical Society, the Society of Petroleum Engineers, Tau Beta Pi Sigma something, and the Geothermal Resources Council. He has served as an advisor to the United States Department of Energy, Defense Science Board, and the National Research Council. He is the chair of the National Advisory Council of the National Renewable Energy Laboratory and chair of the Massachusetts Renewable Energy Trust. Tester also serves on scientific advisory boards for the American Council on Renewable Energy, Los Alamos National Laboratory, and the Paul Scherer Institute in Switzerland. He is on the editorial board of the Journal of Supercritical Fluids. Um, now, all of that jargon basically being said, he is a expert on geothermal energy and participated in a great deal of studies. Um, there was actually, I, I came across this because somebody had been given out a link on Facebook to uh, a geothermal institute of some kind, and it gave a link to this uh, lecture that he gave at MIT World. Um, it was a great lecture. Unfortunately, the guy who was like hosting the lecture at Stanford, I guess, he just kept interrupting him, and it got annoying. So I'm looking forward to giving this man an hour to talk about geothermal energy, its potentials, and its re you know, reality as far as like what it could be used for. Um, we'll finally get somebody who really knows what's going on. Um, I used to think that geothermal was very area specific and it is in in the interim obviously it is better in certain areas but um after studying what he had done there they realized that the deeper they go eventually it won't really matter where you are you should be able to set up geothermal um so that uh date is not yet completely set um it's up and coming, probably. I know you guys have been asking for technology shows for a long time. It's difficult, unfortunately, to get technology experts because you have to imagine these people get peppered with blog talk invitations all the time, and there's a lot of blog talk shows that only have like one or you know ten, one to ten listeners. So you really got to get them past the the fact that you know you're a blog talk show. I mean, I've got roughly three to four thousand steady listeners, as many as ten thousand, depending on the show. Um, and we'll get more into that later. 
Uh, other than that, um, this coming Friday, the 25th, this is one of the reasons, one of two reasons I haven't been doing as many shows this month. The first of which is my really bad chest cold that I still, I don't, I don't have it anymore, but now I'm still hacking like Satan out of my lungs. Um, and the second of which is I've been preparing a one-hour presentation that I will be giving um, at this thing called the Al Goro Unconference. This was brought to my attention recently. This, and mind you, it's going to be kind of a harsh audience because it's uh, mostly full of libertarians and uh, free market advocates. But it's also well, there are a lot of anti-status there. And the presentation that I will be giving will be entitled um, "A Scientific Approach to a Stateless Society: The Resource-Based Economy." I'm debating back and forth now on I was either going to use other than my own work that I've been putting together I was going to use either a clip from Zeitgeist moving forward or I was going to use Peter's recent TED talk on the topic I'm trying to decide which one of the two um the angle that I want to hit here is rather than going after their their beliefs in free market economics it's about you know trying to find a way to uh um, demonstrate that what we have in mind is actually better or at least as good as what they're already dealing with. So that's coming up Friday the 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I will, I guess, be logging on to one of their Justin TV channels. You can find the link to this on my Venus Project, I'm sorry, on my Fans of V Radio Facebook group, um, which I, I wish more of you would join. I've got like 3,000 friends on Facebook, but I don't have a lot of people as anywhere near as many people on the actual group. So just uh, you can do a search for fans of V hyphen radio, and uh, there you can ask to join the group. And you know, I post all kinds of great stuff there. There's good conversations going on there, not to mention my V radio forums, uh, which are finally starting to catch up now. Okay. Um, and then obviously uh, in April. Uh, early April, I still have my next interview with Dr. Gabor Mate, um, which I know a lot of you guys were looking forward to, especially since he was only able to give me a half hour last time, which I felt was kind of abrupt. Um, and I'm um, looking forward to that. Uh, there were, in addition to that, um, I, Roger Stahl, uh, the maker of Militainment Incorporated, actually Professor Roger Stahl, uh, he and I are going to get together. He's going to give me a link to give an advanced screening of his new film, um, which was called Returning Fire, and it's a, basically a study on the violence in the video game culture, and more specifically the militarization in the video game culture, about how it's kind of turning into a, uh, a recruiting tool and desensitizing us to the fact that war is, in fact, people killing people. It's not cool. It's not interesting. Those of you who might have checked out uh, Militainment Incorporated, and if you haven't, you should, uh, you can find it in my must-see TV list at v-radio.org. Um, now, uh, that show should be coming up as soon as I get a chance to talk to Roger. He's a professor, so we have to work around his schedule, but I'm definitely going to do that show no matter what. Roger has been really great with me and a good friend, and I talk to him all the time, and his work is awesome. And I was happy to be able to put him together with Peter. I guess he's going to participate at least as a um, speaker in Peter's movie about war. So that being said, um, that brings me to the bad news. Um, the bad news, unfortunately is that um is both good and bad. I'm glad that the Venus Project is finally doing um uh donations for their film and I totally support that, but because of it I can see that my my own donations have dropped off to next to nothing. Uh to those of you who are unfamiliar with my financial situation, you can go to my blog at v-radio.org 
and do a search for no I mean it the economy is failing um, wherein I explain what happened and the reason why I ended up asking for more donations um, I think one of the problems with donations is that I think people look at my donation bar and then just kind of throw their hands up and go oh what could I possibly do to ding that the reality is is that uh, V radio gets anywhere between three to four to five K downloads each show if even a quarter of those people donated a dollar fifty, which would be ideal, um, it wouldn't even be an issue. The, the the thing would fill up every month, and it wouldn't be a problem. Um, unfortunately, what has happened instead is that there have been a few key people. I don't want to say a few, more like a dozen key people who give really generous donations, and I absolutely thank them for that, and I don't want them to stop per se. But what I would rather is is that if the whole body of listeners of V Radio would come together and put like $2 in the chip in, it really would not be that much. And we're only talking about like $1 to $2 a month, a month. You know, uh, that's how little it would really take to turn this around. Um, every now and then, because I put that up on my suggested donation bar, I get a $1.50 donation. <laughs> but it's like one out of every six donations or so, and the rest of them are people who keep sending me like $100 or whatever. And while I appreciate that, I really wish they didn't have to do that. V-Radio is enjoyed by a lot of people, and um, I I'm hoping that what will happen instead is that you guys, with your dollar fifty or $2 here and there, could ambush the, the chip-in widget before these people who are willing to donate $100 do so. Um, and unfortunately, the situation here is so bad, uh, basically, right as soon as, as always anyway, um, right as soon as I got enough roommates in here uh, to everything be solid, once again, I have somebody move out abruptly, which seems to happen like every time I get solid. Um, and uh, this, in this case, he wasn't being a jerk about it. He just he got his girlfriend pregnant and he needed to go. So that was basically that. Um, and on top of that, uh, the only other means that I have of making money, just by random happenstance, because it's based on commission, uh, dropped off. Nothing I could do about that. That's just the way it is. Um, and, uh, lastly, uh, just because of this recent drop off of donations, it's been an issue. So I only need about $400 to be solid at this point. I've managed to scrounge money from other purposes, but to give you an indication of what the situation is like, I'm literally getting ready to get up and go with a friend of mine to a car, to a, to the local store and take back bottles and cans. <laughs> this, this is the, uh, the circumstances that I'm in. Um, and I, if I could get financially stable again, it has always been my intention to just turn off donation widgets entirely, but it always bounces back on me at the last minute, kind of keeping me in a perpetual state of barely making it, which is really stressful. Nothing has taught me more about uh, just how much stress does and how lethargic it makes you than, than just seeing this, because that's basically it. I got to enjoy like three days of happiness thinking, oh, I have enough roommates. Everything's going to be fine. And then, bam. Um, sorry, man. I got my girlfriend pregnant. I got to go. Um, <laughs> just like that. So, anyway, um, I really appreciate those of you who have, have been, you know, basically done what you've been doing. And I, I don't think a lot of people even recognize how much time actually goes into putting on this show and the quality that I was doing it, uh, trying to get the guests, researching the topics, writing the blogs. I usually put in around six to eight, sometimes as much as 12 hours a day, sitting at the computer in between exercise that I do, working uh, working on issues with the movement, researching troll, researching future topics, 
uh, research, you know, getting the guests, is, it takes a lot more time than you think. For every, say, 20 or so guests I email and call, which takes a long time, I get one or two, which are the people that you see on the show. Um, generally, in order to do the kind of show that I'm doing, uh, like, you know, Fox or whatever, would have they have a whole team of people that just work around the clock researching what you see these talking heads talking about. And I never really appreciated that until I did this show myself. So once again, you know, give a dollar fifty or two dollars if that's all you can give. If you can give more, then great. Um, but a message out to all of the thousands of people who are downloading this show: a dollar fifty to two dollars a month. I would hope, anyway, I've been giving you a product that's worth at least that. Um, and that was basically it. Uh, and as you've seen in the past, whenever I get enough money, if like something else happens, like you know, an unexpected commission or whatever. I turn off my donation widgets. I don't want to be asking for money at all. And I will turn them off early. In January, I was able to turn, or I think it was February, no, January, I was able to turn it off early at $176. Um, in February, I didn't even get the full amount that I had asked for and was made, able to scrounge, so I didn't care. Um, and in March, it dropped off to almost next to nothing. It is picking up a little bit now. But thank you, everybody. Um, this was just a brief announcement thing and a request essentially for assistance. I hope that you guys are in a position to, you know, to be able to help. Um, if not, V-Radio is not going to cease to exist. It's just going to become far less common as I'm going to try to figure out some way to squeeze more money out of this local economy that is essentially technological unemployment personified. So thanks again, guys. And I'll leave you with some words from Jacques Fresco and Roxanne Meadows. This is Roxanne Meadows. And this is John Fresco. And you're listening to V Radio.